Where and what is your sweat equity? What measures are you prepared to invest in yourself? Because that's what it is, folks. A higher quality of life and improvements in your quality of life and your health are an investment. Newsflash, everybody, you're always on the diet. I want to give you this as mental fitness. As you all know, aesthetics are not health. If we're absolutely honest, anyone that embarks on a diet is looking to reduce their body fat, not their weight. Weight is just mass. I can take five kilos off you with a chainsaw. You won't be any healthier, but you'll have reached your goal. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Fitness Without Filter with me, your host, Richard Palfrey. And this is this week's solo episode here. I've got four to film uh, and record the rest of this week. But for now, this is just me and just the audio version. Okay, so I'm going to be talking about uh, a topic that I've taken from an article I read this week online by Nick Mitchell, the owner and uh, founder of Ultimate Performance, which is a personal training uh, brand worldwide now there are facilities in the uk in dubai where i live in singapore in america and, and further afield so this is a guy who really knows what he's talking about and has a very very high standard professional brand now the article um was called we are losing the fight with fat um a topic i have to say i am fully in agreement with him about um he talks about uh, obesity in its current state as a social uh, idea shall we say and his thoughts on it so i'm going to quote him here and uh, read from the article um he said we are living in an age where feelings are more important than facts the moral right is more important than being factually correct which is nonsensical we need to have an honest conversation with obese people um, that are slowly killing themselves but we need to show compassion humanity and support health at every size is garbage uh he calls for the push back against the notion that it's socially acceptable to be obese saying you are not healthy at every size if you are overweight you are more likely to die and it is our public responsibility it is the government's responsibility and it is health professional responsibility to tell the truth he says that uh, it is your fault if you are obese and you do have the power to change things but it goes on to say that um, we are in a situation where those people who may find themselves obese or morbidly obese are caught in the trap because they're hearing one voice tell them oh it's okay it's all right to be obese it's not your fault um and i would agree there with everything he just said i fully support everything he said there i do think what he said is accurate um, of course i should point out when he says it's uh, health professionals and the governments whilst he may be talking about a, a broader spectrum of society here he is referring directly to the uk so he's talking about the government as it relates to health advice and the schools the nhs in that point um and as I said, I fully agree with, with what he's saying there and the sentiment there. I find it increasingly frustrating as a man who's just turned 41, the notion that there is no serious education in the British school system and the, the wider Western school system about addressing your quality of life from a young age, about recognizing good traits and less healthy traits and the idea that you can enjoy certain foods and you can enjoy certain pastimes, but when they impact your health negatively, they should be seen as such spending some time sat on your backside on the playstation rather than being active out with your friends your family yeah you can do it now and again it's not the worst in the world for you but it shouldn't be the mainstay of your social life you shouldn't be what you do more often than not and yeah we all like certain foods and desserts and all that kind of thing but guess what again it's not healthy if that makes up most of what you eat all these kind of things i think should be taught in schools should form part of an education for younger people is not addressed now we have to think about why is that some people don't want to talk about that there probably isn't the funding to bring about a serious change or introduction of a program into an educational body. That is something I think we really probably should address. But um, I think we've got to really address an issue here that we know 
what is healthy and unhealthy. We know when something is disingenuous and we normally address it. Now, we wouldn't be ignoring a raging drug epidemic. We wouldn't be ignoring a, a random alcoholic craze amongst teenagers. We wouldn't be ignoring a sudden huge surge in self-harming when people are cutting themselves or burning themselves or anything else to that degree. So why are we doing it with obesity? And why have we been doing it for years now? Because every single year without fail, the percentage of those people who are obese or morbidly obese increases. There has never been a dip in that number. It doesn't go, hey, guess what? We're finally, you know, we're seeing a change in social behavior. That is not the case. It is entirely a, a single linear progression getting worse every single year. Now, is this reluctance? Is it um, just, you know, acceptance or, or whatever else of a change in physique? I mean, I can still remember as a, a guy who turned 41 literally last week, when I went to school, there was, and I won't mention any names, obviously, there was the obese kid amongst the guys, and there was the obese kid amongst the girls, and that was it. And because it was such a rarity, you knew who that person was. I'm not just talking about the idea that we all have different physiques, but there was an obviously overweight boy, and there was an obviously overweight girl. Now, I don't know what happened to either one of those individuals in later life, and I won't speculate, but it was a rarity to have an obese person in your peer group. Nowadays, I'm pretty sure that unless you are part of a highly sporting collective as, as friends, the, the, the reverse is true there. Now, do we have things working against us? As I said, there's lack of funding for educational programming. There's lack of willingness to have this conversation amongst adults, never mind children. And I'm sure from teachers down to children, it's the same thing. But you can only imagine a social media backlash a teacher or a school receive right now if a teacher was to try and address that topic because I can guarantee there'd be more than one or two parents who themselves were, say we say, less than svelte, who would take umbrage at the idea this topic was being addressed and would cause no end of havoc. So where is the problem? Where, where is the, the, the lacking of, um, shall we say, spine there to, to address this topic? I think we have to look at the notion that we have allowed this small collective to build themselves into a sacred class. That is to say, the fat acceptance, health at every size collectives, or whatever name they're giving themselves this particular week. Um, we have in the Western world this unique collective that, when you could say the, the 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 group was founded, the collective was founded, the message was essentially: we don't want to be bullied because we might be a little bit larger than than the larger community. Okay, fine. I would absolutely be on board with that. I would absolutely stand up for the notion that. No one should be bullied because of their physique. End of topic. I would not support that in any regard. However, I do not support the disingenuous conversation that is had when uh, this small community gets a bigger and bigger voice and it comes up with such phrases as, you can't talk about my weight because that makes you uh, a bully. You're an anti-me. You are somehow, you're racist, you're sexist. You know, they go around saying that, losing weight is abusive to obese people promoting fit culture that is to say promoting exercise and being healthy is the same as racism promoting the idea that young people should be active and healthy is the same as child sex abuse and yes i have heard and read um the so-called specialists that say this kind of thing so how have we allowed the equivalent of biological flat earthers to have such a grip on on society and such a conversation because there are conversations about sexuality and gender and all that kind of stuff. Racism is addressed. Why does this small collective have the ability to make this topic completely forbidden 
as a topic of conversation. Is it social pressure? Is it social weakness? Or is it simply a lack of balls from the rest of us? Is it genuinely cowardice? Because unless you are part of the health and fitness industry, I don't really know most people that would have an upfront public conversation about this because they know they would just be on the receiving end of probably not a small amount of abuse. I'm, I'm never afraid to stand up if someone comes to speak to me and go, right, okay, this is the situation, I'm doing this. I will have a talk with someone and go, right, okay, here's your current circumstances, here's where you're at, here's where I think maybe you want to make some changes and potentially you could do this or this going forward. But let's be honest, the, the point of origin, the, the zero data point here is you and your choices and your lifestyle have got you to the situation you are in right now. Now, I've said that to some people, and it rings a bell straight away, and they'll go, yeah, you know what, you're right, I see where you're coming from. And I've had this conversation with other people who look at me like I've said the worst thing in the world, and they immediately become very offended. And to some point, it's an affectation of a genuine emotion because they know what I'm saying is accurate. They know what I'm saying is correct, but they absolutely do not want it to be addressed. Now, that's not a failing on my part. I've simply calmly and, and, and diplomatically addressed the situation, but in their part, from their side of the conversation, they absolutely did not want to be confronted with the reality that, hey, guess what? Life choices, personal choices, and everything else I've been doing in my life has got me to this point. Now, there are some people that would argue nature over nurture, that there are always going to be some people who are larger than the rest of us. And guess what? That variety of spectrum of physicality and physiology, sorry, is absolutely true. Some people are tall, some people are short, some people are broad-shouldered, some people are thicker set, some people are leaner, and that's just a variation of biology. It's part of the reason why I love what I do as a trainer and a coach and a therapist is we do get to see that variety of human being. What is universal, however, is obesity is not natural. Morbid obesity is not natural because what you're doing is you're moving into a state where you have such excess body fat it is now damaging to your organs it is damaging to your skeletal system it is going to impact your quality of life it is going to make you more susceptible to the impact of diseases and illness that should occur far later in your life that are now brought rushing to the fore because of the state the individual that is now morbidly obese is in there is no positive folks to being an obese teenager there is no positive to being an obese person in your 20s and 30s and 40s you, other than being a lab experiment for someone to sit back and watch and go, right, these people are now going to kill themselves at a rate far faster than they should. Are we going to sit back and just observe this and watch what happens? Or are we going to have a genuine conversation and a genuine debate about why this is happening, why it's become acceptable, and why are we afraid or reluctant to have a conversation about it? As I was just saying earlier, there is no other form of social behavior that can be damaging either to the individual or the broader community that if we see it, we do not address. We address all of the worst isms, you know, sexism, racism, uh, domestic abuse, alcoholism, drug abuse, drug addiction, whatever you want to call it, all of the things that we know we can help address for the improvement of someone's life, mental illness, et cetera, et cetera, we are prepared to talk about. And such advice is welcomed. And it's, a, it's an advancement for how we keep people happy and healthy and you know, make sure everyone's having a good time, as it were. So why do we step away from this topic? I'm going to wrap up this conversation, as it were, this podcast for today, and I'm only just on over 10 minutes, but I want that to be a conversation that we have more frequently, more readily, without being afraid of having some angry, overweight person, and I'm sorry, but that's the reality of the situation, come screaming at you on social media or through another forum and goes, you can't say this. Well, yeah, sorry, I can. 
and I will, and I will say so repeatedly, just like Nick Mitchell says and other people in the health and fitness industries and in the broader fields who will go, this is a problem. This should be addressed. The opposite of being healthy should not be promoted as a positive because it absolutely is not. All right. We've just come through one of the most socially disruptive times in human history, the COVID-19 pandemic, which went around the world and caused a lot of deaths. Yes, there's a possibility that things were misrepresented and things were misunderstood and everything we did was reactive rather than proactive because we'd never been in this situation before as a species. But a lot of people died from multiple comorbidity factors that otherwise may have had a lesser reaction to COVID or may have had no reaction. And the single biggest factor, the biggest comorbidity to those who suffered or even died from COVID was obesity and morbid obesity because of the complications that catching that 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 illness caused the human body so going away from this podcast then think about why it is we do not readily accept this as a topic of conversation is it because we're afraid of the social media boogeyman are going to come after you and go you can't talk about this or is it a deeper reason can't just be manners because in this day and age with the, the lack of privacy that we've all brought into the world i don't really think manners would keep a topic off the table so why is it Okay, I will be back later this week with one of the four podcasts I'm recording in the next few days going live on Friday. And I will speak to you next week. So take care. You can find me in all the good places as usual on Instagram, on, on YouTube, and my website, www.thebodyengineer.training. I wish you all the very best in your health and fitness journeys. And if you're just doing your own thing, then I wish you the rest of health as well. Take care, and I'll speak to you soon.